Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. We got the two lovely, great, delicious, amazing people <laughs> coming on the show. Joanna Sotomora and Brent Bailey. Yes, deliciously delicious. Oh uh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> another really fun conversation, guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, buckle up, get the seatbelt on because it's another crazy one. Definitely. But uh, talking all about quarantine, their hit IGTV show. Of course. Um, but some really good advice, too, about stuff that's going on during quarantine and even for people getting into the industry and stuff. So we have a lot of fun, but there's then there's a lot of really serious, great stuff in there, too, as far as advice for up-and-comers go. So. Yeah, I mean, you guys know we're on the quarantine kick. We love these guys. They are <laughs> here to support us. You guys know us and Spencer and Jeremy Gordon go way back. So we appreciate them, and we'll do anything we can to help them out. And this is a perfect way to do it. So uh, absolutely. be expecting, like, the writer and creator himself self-director jerry ying he's also coming on the show yes and i mean just so many good people from this show but the stay tuned for all that and joanna and brent's interview is later on in the show but now let's get a little crazy What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm 115. 115. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, Every time. Yeah, yeah. Gone from the holy moly to holy shit. Yeah. 115. Just, yeah. It's absolutely insane that we've been doing it that long. It is insane. But I'm loving every second of it. Yeah, man. 115. I know. Woo. I know. Really making a name for ourselves. Yes. I mean, what yes. can we say? What can we say? It's been fun. It's so freaking fun each and every week putting out these things. And you guys know we interview some of the best people. It's true. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but today we, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, of course, before we get started, you know your host with the most, myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only Mal. What's up? Yes. And, man, there's a lot of shit. It wasn't necessarily a good week for Disney. No, uh, no. They, they got hit with two lawsuits that kind of, sort of, don't have to do with them, but kind of, sort of do. It's yeah. where it's a little weird, it's a little confusing, but we'll be talking about it. Uh, we'll be also be talking about Warner Media. Everybody knows HBO Max has launched, but we have yet to get any numbers from those, it looks like. Oh, no, I actually, actually, I got a little teaser for you when, when we get into it. Yeah, I saw some numbers today, early numbers from the first day. Oh, shit. Yeah, and it's... Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, if anybody else is having problems we are as well oh yeah so yeah you are not alone you are not alone but of course we got netflix apple sony so many other different things that we are talking about you guys know it you love it that's why you're here to listen to some <laughs> great entertainment news coming from ourselves yes uh, but before we get this thing started you know we got to plug the merchandise website be sure to head over to crazyantmedia.com start rocking the latest and greatest crazy ant media gear we have shirts we have bags we have sweatshirts we have tank tops we have all of your apparel needs right there at your fingertips it's true great quality product fast shipping Everybody will enjoy it, I promise you. <laughs> yes, without doubt. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so let's get started. Everybody knows we like starting with Disney and yes. uh, starting with some of the crazy news at the moment uh, that involves some douchebags. Yes, uh, yes. Freaking... The major douchebag himself, Harvey yeah. Weinstein. Exactly. <laughs> Shocker, he's in the news again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same reason. Uh, it, it appears that Harvey... Uh, along with his brother Bob, Miramax, and Disney have been hit with a new lawsuit. Yes, another new lawsuit. I bet you can guess what it's about. 
right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this one claims that Harvey raped an additional four women. Jesus. Four more women. One of them who apparently was underage, just 17 at the time. Uh, the four Jane Doe's alleged the sexual assaults and rapes uh, occurred from 1984 to 2013, and most of them after meetings with Weinstein at the Cannes and Venice Film Festivals. Um, here's the tricky part. The suit alleges that Weinstein's brother, Bob, I'm in agreeance, Miramax, I'm in agreeance, and Disney, not in agreeance, uh, knew or reasonably should have known that Harvey Weinstein had a propensity to engage in this type behavior and would use his position and power to lure the plaintiffs in. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 everybody knows Miramax was once owned by Disney. Right. <laughs> so this is why I feel like they're getting hit with this all of a sudden. Um, I mean, everybody knows it's also the, like the center and perfect time for the Me Too movement. But at the same time, I'm not to shame them or anything like that. But it sounds like they're just roping Disney in to get more publication for the actual trial. Right. I right. mean, which sucks at on both sides. It's absolutely wild. But at the same time, Miramax also uh, operated alone by away from Disney. It's definitely definitely like it was definitely like another marvel or star wars or it was like its own branch yeah for anybody who doesn't understand when these companies come in you know disney is the parent company okay but disney is well known for all of its subsidiaries they have autonomous control they basically run their own shit and disney just steps back and let and lets them do that now i get the whole the buck stops here you have to take responsibility and all that kind of stuff but in a company the size of Disney to somehow expect that Iger or even back in the day Eisner or any of these people all the way up the chain that high had any idea what was going on in Miramax is ridiculous. I, I mean, I think it's a blatant attempt to try to get a settlement out of Disney. Um, and it and it tarnishes the victims, in my opinion, because these people probably, without doubt, were attacked and raped by Harvey Weinstein. I'm Definitely. not even going to say alleged because we know this guy has done it. He's yeah. a beast. He's a monster. Um, but you're you're tarnishing that by saying let's just rope Disney into it and all yeah. these exec. I'm sure his brother knew. In fact, there's evidence. I mean, it's come out time and time again that his brother and many people in the company of Miramax signed NDAs because they knew the shit was going on. They even had a clause in apparently with the board about his behavior. So yes, Miramax, any former executives of Miramax, and brother Bob, fuck yeah, get go, get all of them in the lawsuit. But this idea that Disney itself, all the way up the chain, would know. I just think it's bullshit. Yeah, well, and part of me thinks it has absolutely nothing to do with the actual alleged victim or the victim uh, just in general because I feel like the lawyers, they turn it into that. Sure, they absolutely. Turn it way, they know how to rope people in, especially rope the media in. So I feel like the lawyers are probably making this worse for the victim and worse for Disney just yeah, to try to get some more clout basically. What are the chances that these victims have a ton of money? Probably not. Yeah. And what are the chances that Harvey at this point has any money left? Not. Yeah. So where do you get the money? From the giant corporation. So of course the attorneys are thinking, let's get it. You yeah, know, it's exactly. fucking bullshit. Exactly. So I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. I, <laughs> We'll see what happens, guys. We'll keep you updated on what's going to happen with all this. But, I mean, everything's just so up in the air right now. And like we said, uh, they got two. Here's the other one. Uh, Disney and CBS, a group of executives from the long-running criminal 
Mind series, everybody knows it, everybody loves it, uh, but now they're also facing sexual harassment and discrimination lawsuit from the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Uh, a filing yeah. from the state agency in Los Angeles Supreme Court states that over uh, the period of the 14 years, Gregory St. John's, the director of photography for Disney and ABC slash CBS joint production of Criminal Minds, engaged in sexual harassment, discrimination, and retaliations against uh, people working on set for the show, and including without limitation to the production and crew members. So they're trying, they're making it out to seem like everybody knew. Yeah, yeah. In this case, I, I would, I would. I would have to say that somebody at Disney was aware because yeah. apparently there's a lot of evidence that major complaints against this guy were were put out there yeah. and nothing apparently was done or it was overlooked or it was had. But if this is indeed a Disney production in conjunction with CBS, you can't tell me that people at Disney and CBS weren't aware that right. at least the, the complaints were filed. Right. So in this one, I feel like okay, you, you can kind of go after Disney and CBS here because yeah. it's their own production. Yeah. So I, I just... Well, in my opinion, you're dealing with CBS, who we all know is fucking shady from start right. to finish. Right. I mean, Les Moonves, just absolutely one of the grimiest executives that was ever put there. And so I feel like if there was harassment reported at CBS, mm -hmm. and then it just gets swept under the rug because of shady motherfuckers at the very top. Yeah, we know if it was reported at CBS, it was covered up. Yeah. Because, I mean, Moonves was, uh, I, there's no doubt. Exactly. I mean, can remind you that Bull is still on the air. Yep. Bull is still on the air, and Michael Weatherly is still employed by CBS. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we know that shit. Just shady shit, man. We're going to keep you updated with both of these lawsuits. One is a little, and eh, the second one's probably more so. But like we said, we'll keep you updated with all this crazy shit that's going on. But it's not all bad for Disney this no, week. No, no. I mean, there was some good stuff. Uh, this next one is really freaking cool, in my opinion. Uh, Hulu is testing its first social feature. A uh, Hulu watch party, basically, yeah. for subscribers to its ad-free tier. Uh, groups uh, up to eight people, 18 and older, can co-view TV shows or movies on Hulu for using uh, the watch party uh program program and with a chat window enabling conversations between uh each other during the show and i just think that's a really cool like option especially during the quarantine time yeah yeah i mean it's been inspired no doubt by by these other companies who have kind of put these watch party things out there yeah but it makes sense totally for hulu apparently if you're a if you're a part of this trial when you go to the details on the show that you're trying to watch or a movie that you're trying to watch you'll see a little like a watch party icon that's how you do it so you'll know if you've got it or not and are able to do it but um yeah i think these watch parties are really cool and are really good i mean fuck Zack snyder just announced justice league you know exactly. uh, the snyder cut coming through a watch party it's like a lot of people are doing it and hulu's a great place to do it so yeah agreed man agreed and more exciting news for disney and disney plus all around the world uh disney plus <laughs> is finally gonna launch uh on june 11th in japan and yeah. an executive alliance with n double t Durakamo, whatever the fuck that is. Yes. Uh, Japan's top mobile operator. There you go. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> Disney already runs a subscription service called Disney Deluxe in Japan, which was launched with uh, NTT Durakamo last year. Existing subscribers will have their service upgraded automatically. And that'll work because it's Disney. Yeah, exactly. Unlike that upgrade from HBO Max. We'll get in that in a minute. Disney but, has yeah. their shit together. That's right. We appreciate 
appreciate you, Mouse House. You always got your shit yes. together. So excited. Though. And it, Japan, congratulations, because like all the other territories that it's rolled out into, you're going to get Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, all the good stuff. So yes. it's all coming, man. Exactly. Disney Plus, world renowned. Yes. And so I'm super excited about that. Everybody deserves to watch this content, this family-friendly content, because it's just great. It's just great. And talk about their push towards diversity, man. Yes. I love this next move. Exactly. Producer and former <laughs> Netflix and AMC executive Tara Duncan is joining Freeform as president. Yeah. As she will oversee strategic planning, brand development, content strategy, original programming, production, scheduling, finance, research, marketing, and communications for Disney's young adult cable network. So that's freaking awesome. Uh, reporting to Dana Walden, chairman of Disney Television Studios and ABC Entertainment, uh, Duncan secedes... Tom Etchman, uh, who exited last month for the job at Warner Brothers, which yeah. we talked about. Yeah. I will say Disney has done a really good job, especially over the last year or two, of promoting women into high-profile positions. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. And not only, you know, women, but women of color. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they're doing a really good job with diversity, and it's about time. I mean, not that's not a slam against Disney. I'm just saying in general, in general. it's about time that we're seeing women and women of color and this, such diversity taking positions like this in companies because I think it's fantastic. It's well-deserved, man. All these people like break their backs doing all this hard work. They really deserve to be getting that top spot. So congratulations to her. She's rocking and rolling. I'm excited to see what she's going to do. Most definitely. Most. You remember when we were talking about that crazy film, Palm Springs, that had that huge bidding war at Sundance? Yes. $22 million. It ended up going to Hulu, right? $22 million. <laughs> That's a lot. Well, now we know. It is going to mm. debut on Hulu, and it's going to be released in limited theaters, drive-in theaters across the nation. That's cool. On July 10th. That's cool. So, yeah. You know, it's an Andy Samberg film. It's going to be pretty good. It's yeah. A, you know, it's a romantic comedy about a wedding. They meet up, you know, best man kind of, you know, maid of honor type thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and all the goofy, yeah. you know, things ensue. Yeah. But um, we know the box office is at the drive-ins right now. <laughs> exactly. So this is perfect. I'm glad they made this decision because, I mean, with the theaters being closed until mid-July, I mean, you got to find a way to put your content out somehow. And if you technically want that theatrical release, I guess drive-ins are the way to do it right now. It is. And so. this is a safer bet. Even though they paid $22 million for it, in the grand scheme of things, that's relatively low when you consider like Mulan, which was 200 yeah, plus million. Exactly. By the way, it, they have been ruled that they cannot jack the ticket prices at Disney World for the lower attendance. So this has them rethinking Mulan's theatrical de- uh, release also. Oh. From the latest I just read, they're talking about maybe kind of going to streaming because they're nervous yeah. that they just won't be able to recoup the money in yeah. the theaters. Makes sense. I uh, mean, yeah, I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago. That Those are the testing grounds. Those one that they're releasing the first couple months or the first couple weeks. Those are the test films to see where it's at. But Mulan, I don't feel like you should test that one. No, that's a $200 million exactly. plus. And I mean, the chances of making that back, slim. So yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't use I, that yeah, as a tester either, man. would not do it. Not a smart move. But they're figuring it out, man. We have faith. Everybody knows we have faith in Disney. So that's it's all true. good. It's, it's all good. Um, always Sunny in Philadelphia. You guys know we love this show. Yes. And of course, it has been renewed for a 15th season 
season. Which is record-breaking. Yes, man. 15 seasons, y'all. Wild. 14 seasons already. You guys know that. That ties it with the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet for the longest-running live-action comedy. We already know Simpsons, so now Disney's got them both. Yeah. Simpsons is the longest-running animated series in history. I don't even know what the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet are. Just saying. You remember Ricky Nelson? No. Like, real famous rock and roll singer back in the day? Sounds familiar. And his two twin sons were real famous around your time. A okay. Little, uh, the Nelsons. Remember yeah. that group, the Nelsons? Okay. Well, Ozzy and Harriet, <laughs> that was a show. Kind of like Father Knows Best yeah. or My Three Dads, you know, yeah. around in that era kind of a thing. All um, right. Ozzy and Harriet. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> go them, go them. Appreciate. Y'all. Anyway, it's breaking the record. Yeah, appreciate y'all for setting the bar. That's yeah. that's right. Oh my goodness! Other super exciting things happening at Disney. Of course, we talked about it last week, and I referenced this even. Uh, ESPN released a trailer for their new documentary, Be Water. I referenced that in our last mm. week's top five, uh, which explores Bruce Lee's life, career, and legacy to iconic. Han films and a martial arts. The documentary will be just following him as his childhood in Hong Kong, his attempt to break into Hollywood, and his eventual uh, advance to stardom with just a handful of films before ultimately his death in 1973. Yeah, so, which so sucked. I yeah, mean, yeah absolutely wild, man, but he definitely paved the way. Um, but yeah, that Be Water premiere is June 7th, so right around the corner at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Pacific time on ESPN and ESPN2. So be prepared for that. I think the his hype hypened back up after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, without doubt. Yeah. Without, it seems like every couple of years there's something, you know, whether it's Green Hornet or, or just there's always something it seems like every couple yeah. of years that puts him back in the spotlight. Exactly. And, I mean, this man is badass. Kill Bills. I mean, oh, actually, yeah. Spencer, Spencer Confidential. Exactly. Like, that's his yellow suit. That's, like, <laughs> that's like, right. Damn near. Yeah. Yeah, in uh, what what Curse of the Dragon or yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. So, but rightfully so, this guy's a badass. If you haven't never watched anything about his history or his story, you should definitely check this out because it is badass. Yeah, man. agreed, man, agreed. Now heading over to the bunny, yes, freaking uh, bugs. Uh, Warner Brothers, guess our Warner Media, I should say. This is a great great thing because we like this adaptation we don't think it should go away no so thank goodness henry cavill he is in talks and reportedly close to signing in a deal to return as superman slash clark kent in the upcoming dc comics movies yes uh, uh now here's the interesting part remember we talked about a couple weeks ago that they were now shifting their focus back away from a Supergirl movie and back towards Superman. Everybody just kind of assumed that meant going with another Superman movie, but apparently not. Apparently their goal for Henry and for Superman is to act like Nick Fury does in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where he's going to kind of make cameos and or supporting roles in other DC movies. That'd be cool. So, yeah, I like this idea as long as it ends back up into a big kind of epic thing where Superman is leading the right. charge with the League or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. I'm okay with this. Exactly, because, so. I mean, that could have been him that popped up in Shazam's The Ending cre- uh, yeah. Credits, but they're talking about possibly Shazam 2, uh, Black Adam with The Rock, and Aquaman 2. Yeah. So we, we shall see what happens. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, it could have easily been Wonder Woman or... Uh, um, the Suicide Squad, but those are already done. They're oh, yeah, already in exactly. the can. So, and I, I just saw something recently that apparently uh, Patty Jenkins was offered 
a Justice League sequel mm. and turned it down. Yeah. So I'm makes not surprised sense. by that. She doesn't even want to do the third Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's smart woman. Yeah. Smart woman. I, so. sure. Is it the third Wonder Woman or is it the the Amazons? I thought it was the Amazons. Well, it was the Amazons she definitely wanted to pass off, but she's not sure she wants to do the third Wonder Woman either. So, like, executive produce, yes, but kind of like, you know. I think she's more now into the whole, here's the story, I'm kind of guiding it along and everything. But, I mean, that makes sense It it does make sense. I mean, it's a big commitment, guys. It's a big commitment. Know what you're getting yourself in for. Just saying. It's true. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Exactly. It is. I mean, that's why only Marvel can do it the best. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. They are understanding. Uh, This next one's pretty awesome because we love this movie. Uncut Gems. uh, The directors and co-writers, Josh and Benny Sidefi, or whatever, uh, (laughs) have signed a two-year first look television deal with HBO. That's epic. A A24 co-producer and distributor of Uncut Gems will executive produce all HBO Elera projects and partner with them on different HBO TV shows. Yeah, um, Elara is the Sad Fees production company. So, I, yeah, that's an interesting move, though, that A24 is also going to come on and executive produce with them in this deal. Yeah. I don't know how that was structured with HBO or whatever, but that's cool, though. Like you said, we love Unket Jump, so I think that's an epic move. Yeah. I'm surprised Netflix wasn't in the run for it, which has got uncut gems right now yeah you know it's so i'm surprised they didn't uh, try to get that they just spent so much fucking money on the game of thrones it's, guys. it's true that's so. true and a bunch of other stuff yeah I, mean, exactly. I, I don't know speaking <laughs> of spending a bunch of money uh warner brothers television has also acquired the rights to forbidden game trilogy that's a horror of young adult novels by lj smith uh i get bet you can guess who's got it berlanti because he's got everything on tv right now um greg berlanti's studio based berlanti productions is going to adapt the series and uh, Smith, for if you guys aren't familiar, though, the author behind Forbidden Games is also the author behind the Vampire Diaries series, which was a huge hit for Warner yeah, Brothers and, and the CW. So it only makes sense that they're going to go after this other guy's properties and, and kind of make a hit out of it. And if you're going to do it, Berlanti's the guy to do it. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, it's all about trying to appeal to that younger audience right now. So, I mean, it is what it is, man. I love it. Yeah. And, and keeping with that, HBO Max has also... Also greenlit Laura Benati's homeschool musical class of 2020. All right. Yeah, this is a scripted musical special that features students from across the country. Uh, it's going to explore the themes of classic teen movies through the lens of a world turned upside down by COVID-19. Oh boy, and hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently she was doing this, you know, on her own, kind of like, you know, Krasinski was with the good news kind of a thing. And HBO Max really liked it, really got behind it, and now has greenlit it to pick it up as a series. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, everybody Everybody needs that positive content, especially right now. Did you? I mean, speaking of that, I don't think we have it in the news, but he's getting backlash from that shit. I saw that. Like, what the hell? I he, know. He's they're like, selling out. They think he's selling out. He didn't want this to be a long thing, a long term thing. Yeah. But, I mean, of course, if somebody's interested in it, he's going to sell that shit. Exactly. And so, he's staying involved in it. I mean, but everybody wants him in Fantastic Four. Everybody wants him in the Quiet Place. And everybody wants him to do this and do that. Well, the guy can only be spread so thin. So he understood he couldn't 
maintain exactly. the hosting responsibilities of it or whatever. How is that selling out? I don't know. I mean, yeah. come on, guys. If you were offered tens of millions of dollars for from some giant corporation to take your project, you would do it. Exactly. Don't say you wouldn't do it. You would fucking do it. Exactly. Back and off, John Krasinski. Like, do it. Give that man some space. I know. He's a good guy, man. He's a good guy. <laughs> uh, but this one's by no surprise. HBO Max has recently acquired the streaming rights to Young Sheldon. Only makes sense because they have Big Bang Theory. Yes. Um, this deal is with uh, Warner Brothers, obviously, uh, domestic television distribution, meaning that both the Big Bang Theory and its spinoff are under the same, same streaming roof, which only makes sense. Uh, the news comes a 10 months after HBO Max acquired Big Bang Theory for like the record freaking breaking yes. $600 million. I, I guarantee Young Sheldon was nowhere near that amount. Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> they probably paid nowhere close to $600 million no. to get the rights for that. But like you said, it totally makes sense. If you're going to have a Big Bang Theory, of course you're going to have Young Sheldon under the same house and everything. Um, I, oh, the numbers that I teased at the top of the show. Yeah, what's that? For mobile subscribers in the first day of people that, meaning, downloaded the app and signed up, only 90,000. That's it. 90,000 90, for the first day, guys. Compare that to Disney when they launched on the first day, 4 million. Just saying. 90,000. Just saying. Now, it could be because they tell you you have it, but then when you try to sign up, you don't. Yeah. And then they tell you you don't, but then tell you again that you do, and then you don't. What the fuck? Just get your shit together. Exactly. And fucking make a deal with Roku and Amazon Fire Stick. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Nobody wants to hook up their laptop or watch it on no. their laptop or no. phone. No, like, no. come on now. All kidding, though, aside, I wasn't, you know, that back of a... I'm one of those mobile users that was having those issues. I'm not surprised it's only 90,000 people because probably millions of people like myself were having those issues. Because, I mean, the, I think they tried to just get this thing out there so fast that they weren't prepared for it. Yeah. At least Disney knew what they were doing. You know, Kevin... Kevin Mayer, no longer with Disney, but he had his shit together. He, he launched that shit good. I so. know, man. It's <laughs> he right. launched that <laughs> shit good. Yeah. like <laughs> We don't know what's going to happen. Well, of course, we'll keep you updated with that. We'll probably have some more numbers next week. Uh, it's just crazy right now, man. Yeah. The streaming wars is alive and well, so be prepared. Um, this next one I'm pretty excited about because it was a great family film. I went and saw it. Uh, CBS Viacom and Paramount Pictures announced that uh, Sega Sammy has set a sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog in motion. Yes. So this is good. It was a good family film. The first one was great. And it did uh, around $58 million domestically on its opening weekend at the box office and became like number one for a few straight weeks. So, yeah, I and mean, I, it was the biggest uh, video game movie debut ever so yeah. i mean that that's kind of cool and they br they're bringing back all the same people to to do the screenplay and to direct so i mean that makes sense if you yeah. had to hit the first time bring back the people that are going to do it and try to do it the second time so i i congratulations yeah I, I i didn't see it wasn't a huge fan was wasn't a huge fan of the game so i don't know but i'm happy for you because i know you yeah. liked it so it was and actually, i'm sure it's pretty decent good family film like, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm happy about this next one. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Claviter has joined the newly picked up CBS drama series Clarice. You yeah. know, that's the uh, prequel about Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, she's going to be on as the new executive producer and showrunner. And she's most recently served the past several years on um, The Resident. Yeah. Spent a decade or more on Grey's Anatomy as an executive producer and moved her way up to co-showrunner on that show. So she's got the experience, yeah, obviously. Yeah, she's so. got fucking mad experience. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's going to be good. It's yeah, going to be good. Amy Holden Jones posted, said she was sorry that she was leaving, but that she had well earned this spot and oh, yeah. was so happy for, for her. For sure. And, you know, so congrats to her. I'm looking forward to Clarice. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think that's going to be a badass yeah, series. Yeah, man. I mean, our top five is top five movies that you shouldn't remake or reboot. Silence of the Lambs is one of them. Yeah, yeah. You so, can't, re- can't remake that magic. No, no. And will they be able to live up to Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins in this series? I know. I don't know. Who Tough shoes, knows, man. Who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, but what we do know, uh, 2018's Bloomhouse sci-fi thriller, which was amazing, upgrade. We talked about it a yeah. lot. Uh, yeah. It's getting its own TV series follow-up, which is pretty awesome. It deserves it. It was a pretty epic movie on a pretty reasonable budget. It was, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was like $5 million to make, and it went well past that in the box office yes and thank you tavia for introducing us to it yeah. because we hadn't heard of it and tavia's like you got to check out this movie and it was badass yeah exactly exactly if you guys don't know it comes from like a stem basically controlling a paralyzed guy's body he can talk to him but the guy's still there he's still mentally there and controls right. the face and shit but the stem that helps the paralyzed man actually get up and have body motion is actually controlling the body right. so it's pretty crazy pretty futuristic if you're a sci-fi fan, you're going to love this one, to be honest with you. It's really good. Bloomhouse, it was probably, in my opinion, one of the last Bloomhouse films that did well. Yeah, yeah. And away from horror, yeah. uh, oddly enough. So uh, apparently this one is not going to be the same guy, though. It's going to be a new STEM recipient, and it's going to kind of have an evolved version of the STEM program. Yeah. So kind of like, you know, moving forward, kind of seeing what's going on. Makes sense. Yeah. It'll be interesting, definitely, to watch. Yeah, uh, man. I'm excited for it. Though. Definitely, definitely. Now going over to Sony. Sony has some shit to talk about. Uh, <laughs> and then everybody knows uh, YouTube, YouTube Originals, not doing so well. No, they've yeah. kind of abandoned them. I mean, they, they all but came out and said, we've changed direction. This just isn't what we want to do anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of shitty for all the shows that they kind of brought I know, in, right? I know. Yeah. And partnering with Sony. Like, yeah, it's exactly. kind of shitty. It's kind of shitty. Exactly. But um, YouTube scripted series Cobra Kai will be moving to a new streaming platform. I know a lot of people wanted to see that, especially 80s nostalgia people. Right. I mean, but they weren't willing to sign up for YouTube originals, which I don't blame them. No, um, I mean. But it's going to be moving to a stru- new streaming platform for its upcoming third season. YouTube is in the process of releasing season three of its most popular show uh, to producing are from producing uh, Sony Pictures TV amid the retreatment of the premium original scripted programming. So it's it's either going to Netflix or Hulu, guys. Yeah, yeah. apparently this was another bidding war, but yeah. uh, Sony has narrowed it down to Netflix or Hulu. Makes sense. So, yeah, because... It's the mouse or the, or, you know, I mean, or Netflix. That's, it seems to be those are the two competitors. HBO Max doesn't have their shit together yet. Yeah. But the bunny will get there. But exactly. <laughs> right now, it's Disney or Netflix, so we know. So exactly. I'm going to go out on the limb and say this one's going Netflix. You think so? Yeah. I could see it on either or, to be honest. It, it, yeah. But I could see Netflix. Um, it's very family friendly, so you're right. Maybe on, on Hulu too. I mean, I, I feel like it could fall under Disney. But the good news is this. 
with this deal for the third, you, they will also get the rights to the first two seasons. So you'll be able to watch all three seasons yes. on wherever this thing ends up. Yeah. So that's cool. Everybody needs some Ralph Macchio in their life. And you know what else everybody needs? What? Satan. Oh, God. I can't believe I said that, but it's true. I'm talking about Lucifer. I'm so fucking pumped about this. I was late to the game. I didn't know, you know, I should have watched it, didn't watch it, but I started binge watching it. I fucking love this show. It's brilliant. I love all the cast, the writers, everybody involved. You guys remember, it was canceled at Fox. It was picked up by Netflix. They said, we're going to give it two more years. Season four went off without a hitch. Then COVID hit. So season five is coming, but they haven't, you know, started filming it yet. But it's coming. And then it was so successful, Netflix decides, hey, we want to go past just the two-season commitment that we gave it. We want another season. Yeah. Looked good. They signed deals with the showrunners. They signed deals with the production company. Everything was rolling along. They signed a new contract with Tom Ellis, who plays Lucifer, but then he didn't like the contract. Yeah. And it looked like season six was never going to happen. Yeah. But, but Tom Ellis has... Now, come to an agreement with them, has locked down on the new contract, all but clearing the way for season six to indeed happen. So there's going to be a season six of Lucifer. There you go, I'm man. I'm so fucking excited. I know you're Woo! excited. I all know right. you're excited. I know a lot of people are excited out there. This is definitely one of the only campaigns on social media that has worked. Yeah. Yeah. And bring, bring Lucifer back. That's worked. It's, it's so, yes, yeah, save Lucifer, right? And and like you said, one of the only ones that worked. And I think it was because the 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 cast was so actively involved with the fans yeah. on the movement. They're very fan friendly, the cast is. Um and Tom Ellis in indefinitely he has been like a huge supporter of the show and of the character yeah he was even go he went remember guys he went along with lying about his cameo on the big <laughs> yeah. crisis on infinite earth's crossover not to blow it because he was so happy to be a part of it all and i mean this guy straight up's like no i have nothing to do with that and lucifer boom. is not boom yeah. yeah and there it was lucifer so i'm thrilled about this i think a lot of people will be congratulations tom congratulations everybody on the cast and i can't wait yeah man it's so super Super exciting, and I mean, you know, a big thing that's hot and popular right now is uh, movie adaptations off of books, yes. especially teen books, anything like that. Uh, Paul Feig has signed a signed on to direct *The School for Good and Evil*, a Netflix film adaptation of Simone. Uh, you want to help me out there? Uh, Shanini. Shanini. Sure. Uh, New York Times best-selling debut novel and first of six in the *School for Good of Evil* book series so that only means there's going to be more guys yeah they're on that kick right same thing with spencer confidential they're like locking down these long term like there's a bunch in the series yeah. kind of shit so and paul feig i mean yeah. come on yeah you know well, you know, you know where they learn that shit from first i'll give credit to where credit's due the lord of the rings sure and sure. then harry potter sure and then uh hunger games i mean doing so good yeah it, it makes sense it i mean it sense. does when you have something that's got a series that you can commit long term to do it yeah i mean you know but you got to do it right yeah the reason all those that he just listed worked is because they all did them right exactly so you can't just throw it out there and go oh, you know case in point um divergent yeah didn't work uh, yeah i mean i mean you know 
Yeah. Don't fuck shit up. <laughs> That's right. Don't fuck it up. And um, we all know that, you know, the theaters, they're not always so kind to Netflix. They're not. They just don't. Because Netflix doesn't like that whole, you got to wait so long before yeah. you can show it on Netflix. So we talked about this a little, what, damn, almost a year ago, over a year ago, yeah, maybe. It's crazy. They were talking about buying the Egyptian theater, which is a landmark here in LA, if you guys are like, you know, know about it and everything. Well, it, the deal went through. They're buying the Egyptian theater, bang, which bang. Uh, for an undisclosed price, which means probably really fucking expensive. Probably. Um, <laughs> um, Netflix loves spending money. Yeah. And the reason they're doing this is no doubt about it. They want to have a place to be able to showcase their original movies so that they qualify for the theatrical release for the Oscars. Makes sense. And the big theater chains, they don't really always let Netflix's movies play there. So how do you take care of that problem? You buy your own fucking theater. Exactly. That's That's what you do. So that's what Netflix did. Go for you. Good for you. That's what I meant. I mean, it makes sense. They're always figuring out shit to get around stuff, you know? It's true. Netflix is crafty. I know. Craft- Speaking of one of those movies that might not see the light of day in a theater. Yeah. I mean, honestly, um, freaking Apples has won a battle for this Martin Scorsese-directed uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. What, weirdest name ever. It really, for a and movie, it's a but, western. Yeah, it's a uh, western, it's, uh, but it's got both of his golden boys. That's right, Leonardo DiCaprio and Rob De Niro. Yes. So I know people are just hooked right there, but not hooked off the name. We understand. Right. Um, Paramount is still signed on uh, to like distribute the deal, but it is going to be an Apple original film. Right, right. And uh, Paramount supposedly is going to hold on to the worldwide theatrical release. So whether that means it's going to show up in America or not, or if they're just going to do foreign distribution, Paramount's going to hold on to that just in case. But I I just feel like with this deal signed with Apple, I feel like it's leaning more towards the streamer. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, simultaneous, because Apple doesn't have a problem with that. So maybe just, you know, simultaneously Paramount and Apple release it within a couple of days of each other. I don't know, but I love it because if anybody's going to give it the budget it needs and, and and the proper stuff that it deserves, it's Apple. Yeah. And Leo and Apple have... You know, long run relationships. Yeah, good so relationship. This makes this makes sense to yeah. me. Yeah, and I mean, Apple is making some good relationships with some big ass stars. Talking about Gal Gadot now. Yes, Hedy Lamar. Yes. I'm not even old enough to actually, you know, say I could watch Hedy Lamar back in the day. No way. Golden Age Hollywood starlet, you know, back in the day when it was all glitz and glamour, studio run, studio owned. Uh she was she was like. It. She was the she was the goddess, the go to actress. Her story was really, really interesting, ups and downs and turmoil and every and Gal Gadot and her husband came up with the idea to do this series to highlight her life. Well, Apple has picked it up. Eight episode limited series and Gal Gadot is going to star as yes. Hedy Lamar. Um it's been in development, was at Showtime first. Showtime kind of decided to pass on it. Apple has picked it up smartly. Um yeah, and it's going to span the 30 years from Hedy's uh, daring escape from Vienna during the uh, pre-war oh, wow. all the way up to her golden age of Hollywood and then her fall from grace uh, during the Cold War. Damn. So, yeah, it's going to be really cool. And I just freaking love Gal Gadot. You do too. I yeah, know. So she's epic. This is going to – you know it's going to be a badass series. And for me personally, 
anything that focuses on the golden age era of Hollywood, I'm, I'm boom, I'm there. <laughs> right there. Right there. Boom. So this this awesome news. So good. So good. And I mean, other stuff happened at Apple. Fraggle Rock reboot has been ordered to series. Everybody knows we were talking about um, they ordered like a, a Fraggle Rock, like rock on short stuff. Right. But now they got a whole series coming. So I know a lot of the kiddies are going to enjoy this one. Super they are. excited about that one. So I And mean, a lot of adults. Yeah. Like that, that, I was a huge fan of Fraggle Rock, so... I'm pumped about this one. The Jim Henson Company will, of course, be involved. Can of you course. do Fraggle Come Rock without Jim Henson? Come no, you now. cannot. Um, and much like the shorts, it's going to bring back all the original characters. It's all going to be, you know, continuing the stories of the original people. So uh, I don't know if you call that a reboot or just coming back. I don't, right. I don't know. But um, there it is, Fraggle Rock. Yeah. They're kicking ass, though, man. Peanuts and, like, Fraggle Rock and, uh, you know, I all kinds of I think they have Sesame children. Street, too. Yeah. Like, so, you know. Good for them. Yeah. Rocking and rolling, man. Rocking and rolling. We well got done, some Apple. news. Yeah. Well done, Apple. We love you. <laughs> um, we got some news about Amazon, too. The, um, some interesting news. I mean, it, it always seems like executives bounce back and forth. They can't decide whether or not they're a suit, they're a creative, they're right, both. Right. It's hard to juggle everything, guys. And uh, this guy has decided to step down as a suit. Uh, Ted Hope has decided to step down as Amazon Studios co-head of movies to go back to his origins as a producer. Uh, next week, he will enter a multi-year first look deal with Amazon Studios, but still staying with Amazon. Yeah, That's still awesome. staying with Amazon, so that's um, cool. Hope came to Amazon in 2015 as head of development, production, and acquisitions, uh, and is now just coming back as a producer. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, I think the most successful person in, in the last... I don't know, 10, 15 years that I can remember that to successfully do that is um, Amy Pascal with Sony when yeah. she was running Sony and then stepped down to become a producer again and kind of take over the Spider-Man franchises and stuff. She was integral about working the deal with Feige about bringing Spider-Man and the MCU right. together. Um, so yeah, in, in, in recent memory, that's the most successful one that I can think of that stepped down from an executive position going back to a producer. Yeah. But Ted Hope is a really brilliant guy. Um, if you guys don't follow him on social media, you should definitely do that. And he's written numerous books, and he this guy is, is like rock solid from the producing standpoint. So it only makes sense that he's kind of going back to this. I mean, yeah. So, and, and he's sticking with Amazon. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like he's leaving. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. What the fuck is this? What the hell? <laughs> this is wild. Ted, this thing is like the series that won't die. Yeah, no, but this is good news. It though. is good news. This is good news. Apparently, speaking of Amazon, they are jumping on board and are. Remember, we were talking about the Lincoln Lawyer television series that David E. Kelly was doing? Yes. CBS was going to do it. And then CBS, I guess, all of a sudden decided it might be too expensive or they're just too risky and they didn't want to do it through the whole pandemic so they backed out on it of which by the way they're gonna have to pay some money on that yeah um but apparently amazon is now in negotiations with the creator of that michael Connolly, um and it looks like they're gonna bring it on board and do the series there now here's where it gets really interesting Michael Connolly is also the creator of Bosch. Mm. And you guys know Bosch is a huge hit on Amazon right now. And apparently the deal that they're trying to work out, Michael Connolly went to them and he wants to combine the world, make a little Bosch universe where Lincoln Lawyer is within Bosch. And, you know, there'll be both series but with the crossovers. Yeah, he's like trying to bring a Dick Wolf type thing to Amazon. I mean, so this is exciting though. Because Bosch is badass. Spencer Garrett's been on Bosch because he's been on everything yeah um 
Kevin Weissman. Shit, a bunch of our guests have been on Bob. It's a really uh, successful show on Amazon. And so the idea of merging these two little universes together is epic. Yeah, I'm super excited. Go you, man. I mean, (laughs) epic. I I just really want to see this thing come to life now. I I know. I mean, David E. Kelly. It's a legal drama. It's got David E. Kelly. It's going to be successful. CBS is lost. Fucking, you know, Amazon's game. Exactly. That's all I can say. Exactly. This next one is super duper interesting. We have no idea, but whatever. Um, Quibi has submitted, get this guys, 19. 19 of its shows for the upcoming Emmy Awards. Yeah. For the 2020 Emmy Awards. And I know what you're thinking. How the fuck does that qualify? Right. Well, apparently it's going to fall into the short-form comedy and drama categories and short-form non-fiction reality show categories. Weird. Weird. I mean, is anybody even watching that? Then again... I mean, a lot of times, and I'm not knocking the the Academy of Television, but I mean, a lot of times the shows that win Emmys, nobody's watching. Yeah. You know, recently they've been doing a better job, but how many times in the past have we seen, like, somebody will win Best Actor or Best Drama, and you're like, nobody, it was canceled. Yeah. It 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 literally won an Emmy after it was canceled. Nobody's watching it. Yeah. Good good luck, Quibi. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're still trying, man. They're still trying. I also saw other news that said they renewed some of its shows for further seasons. Sure. And I'm just like, after my free trial is done, I'm dropping your ass. Like, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. Even with all the struggles that Quibi has had, their first day, 300,000. Even them. HBO Max. 90,000. Get your shit just together. Just saying, if Quibi beat you on the first day, you got to get some shit going. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, that was a good industry <laughs> news. I mean, oh, just so much to talk about in such a little bit of time. I hope you guys enjoyed it. But now it is time for our guest segment. Yes. The man, the myth, their selves. Yes. Uh, um, Brent Bailey and Joanna Sotomora coming this on from. It's going to be crazy. Yes. It's crazy. crazy. Every time we get these quarantine folks on, it's crazy. Absolutely insane. They're almost as crazy as us. It's true. Seriously. It's true. Absolutely <laughs> wild. I mean, you watch the quarantine show. That's basically craziness right there. Yes. And, and <laughs> yeah, listen to this interview and then go watch it, and you'll see how relevant this interview was to predicting what was going to happen. Yes. We were, I'm going to say, we were pretty good. Yeah. We're pretty good. Honestly. So. <laughs> uh, I know people are going to enjoy it. Well, here they are. Joanna Sotomora and Brent Bailey, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm, guys. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having us. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We are excited to talk to two of stars of the hottest digital series right now in the country. Yes, it's pretty awesome. so freaking good. <laughs> so good. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. Listen, we, we are having a blast watching this thing. Uh, we've got a lot of listeners from the podcast that are, like, addicted to the show, and they are super excited that we are talking to all y'all. Uh-huh. So this is going to be awesome. <laughs> Great. So what we like to do, though, since this is your first time in the farm, and the crazy is in the name, guys, so feel free. Uh, we, we like to introduce you guys to the listeners a little bit and kind of talk about your background and how you got started. Uh, Brent, we noticed that you have like a master's in business. So, um, And then Joanna, uh, theater. So we, we kind of yeah. guessing that acting was always on the radar for you. Brent, mm, 
tell us how <laughs> Masters of Business translated into acting. How that how that all come about? Yeah, I actually have my my bachelor's in uh, computer information systems too. So I was originally a computer programmer. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I had like a weird little quarter life crisis, and my my best friend Harley was an actor in Los Angeles, and California was an easy escape from Arizona. So I came out, and it just sort of accidentally happened. But uh, I didn't even know that I necessarily wanted it until I actually got on set for the first time. Oh, that, that's that, that's the key, right? Like, there is no greater feeling in the world than being on a set, am I right? Yeah, and I wasn't even, like, doing the cool stuff. I, I got on set for the first time just as a background actor, and I still loved it. So I was like, all right, this is this is what I'm going to do. Absolutely, man. I think my first time on the set, I was like a PA or maybe a grip, and I was like, I don't care if I'm pulling cable or stepping over crap. I love every second of this. So, yeah, dude, yeah. I would totally hear it. And I miss it. I, I, it. <laughs> I mean, luckily, we're doing this cool show in a new format, but I miss being around everybody. My favorite part about being on is just the family that you can create. Absolutely. Day. And so like, it's, it's weird to do it where you don't have that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Joanna, how did you get started? I, I'm guessing, like I said, you've always envisioned being an actress or how'd that go? Yeah. I always wanted to be a performer uh, in theater, especially. And then I moved to from Hawaii to Los Angeles, uh, studied theater in um, college, and then had a professor who actually encouraged me to try film and television. And so he, you know, introduced me to his agency and his manager, and I started from there and did like a couple of fun little indie horror stuff. And then, uh, yeah, just just like like Brent too, I fell in love with being on set, and it's just so cool to be able to create something like this and get paid for it. Absolutely, like it's just it's yeah, like doing what you love. It's it's a really 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 cool experience. And um, that's why this show too has been so fun just to be able to flex that creative muscle while in quarantine has been such a such a blessing. Definitely, I, I have to ask because I mean Hawaii to Los Angeles had to have been quite the culture shock, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It was so crazy. It's it's um, it was kind of like I used to watch the show The OC, so I was like, it's gonna be just like that. It's gonna be so dramatic and beautiful, and it kind of was. Yeah, <laughs> right now, I I live literally right uh, in Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard, so it's just gotten crazier with every year. So oh yeah, I, I really 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 love it. Uh, when you watching when, when when you were watching the OC, which character did you identify with the most? You know, um, are you Marissa? Yeah, I think so. Until until she like. Yeah, and I guess Arizona, though, that wasn't too much of a right. It's just like down the road. It's not too bad, right? Yeah, the change from Arizona to California is it's, I mean, I think Arizona's beautiful and I love it there. Uh, it just gets way too hot. So you basically, oh, yeah, yeah, Arizona, but then you dump it into a place with a beach and cooler weather. So it's kind of perfect. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's no place like California. No, <laughs> no, yeah, except like Hawaii, but yeah, except, <laughs> except Hawaii. I mean, you know, so you. You can take the girl out of Hawaii, but not Hawaii out of the girl. All right. That's yeah. fair. fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Now that we've established how it all started and how y'all, you know. Yeah. And so let's talk about the biggie because that's the reason you're on and everybody wants to know all about it. Yes. Quarantine. And we should be up front because, you know, we talked about it with uh, Spencer and Alicia. And Joanna, we have to say that uh, McKenna is the character we love to hate. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny. 
funny. And and uh, Brent and I worked enough too that he knows it's like I adore playing those characters. I think there's so much fun. There's just there's something about someone that's so out of touch with reality and yes. too much in touch with their own reality that I just I I really 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 like. So McKenna has been a lot of fun to play, and, and with Brent too, it's been really fun to play back and forth with. Oh, with I bet. Well. And Brent, we were so down when JT said, you know, you're having the baby, and she's like, what about McKenna? Fuck McKenna. Fuck McKenna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when she gave you all that shit about the date, right? Like, no, no, that's just not okay. Yeah, my shirt was very nice. <laughs> it, was it was very nice, yeah, man. You tidied been. up the kitchen. Yeah. Like, what the hell, McKenna? Come on. I did my hair. I did my hair. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Nobody oh, showers in quarantine. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all yeah, he wanted okay. to do was spend some time with you, okay? Oh, my goodness. Uh, all kidding aside, I though, know. like, it, you know, I, we really love the way you guys are like, you make it very entertaining, and, and obviously it's really fun, very soap opera, very, you know, having a good time. But you guys are also addressing some real issues that yes. people are going through during the quarantine, like people that might necessarily have been wanting to quarantine together and weren't able to and now they're in this position you know and so i think you guys are doing a really fantastic job at that well even more so i mean also with addicts being stuck in the house and possibly relapsing like your character jt being an alcoholic and then relapsing in quarantine not having anything to do so i can imagine that's happening a lot right now yeah there's a lot Mm -hmm. of scary stuff like that that's happening you know between like abuse and addiction and just uh, depression and it's it's a scary time for everybody so it's important that we all kind of reach out and try to help each other and then at the same time uh, i think our show does a really good job of making everybody a little bit more aware of it which is great right in an entertaining way i mean that's the best part right if you can get the message out there for people to to you know because i feel like sometimes when it's just your standard you know the governor is talking or the mayor is talking you you know nobody's listening but if you can get that message out there in an entertaining way where you know people are going to hear it that's the best possible way thank you that's i mean that's credit to you know our our writer creator jerry and he's Mm -hmm. just been such a great person that when we get on the, the call he's like hey here's the beats we want to hit you guys do it kind of whatever way you want to and then we'll run the scene a couple times and then jerry will be like cool love it love it this beats great this beats great uh we don't need this and then we get it really dialed in which is pretty awesome because these little scenes end up being like two to three minutes tops which yeah. is so fast yeah and, yeah, you, and it's been no go ahead Joanne. also no i was just gonna say it's been really really awesome to be able to bring our own ideas and insights to uh to the table like i don't think i've ever worked on a project like that before where i have that much creative freedom with also uh really really good guidelines to work with so it's been yeah it's been an awesome way to to shoot yeah it's, yeah, it's almost like, it's like oddly like the most structured improv that i've had but i always feel like oh cool i made that up but then at the end of it even when you were talking about it, i was like yeah we did make all that up and i was like no we didn't we, we like, <laughs> very very yeah. good uh, guidance which is so cool to be able to collaborate mm-hmm. to that level yeah, yeah definitely absolutely it's almost like you guys are basically producing your own characters everybody is who's a part of this is basically their own producer well that's mm-hmm. the kind of crazy thing is all the actors that are a part of it really are their own crew yeah and like your mm-hmm. your own dp your own you know pa your crafty your wardrobe and that that's extremely challenging it you it makes you appreciate even more all of the other aspects of this business and all the other jobs because man it is not easy to yeah. do everything on your own at home oh that's fantastic well, especially when like you're 
home is your set. And so there's only like, for me, like two angles of my home that aren't completely <laughs> just filled with boxes or you know, laundry. Something yeah. like. <laughs> okay. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Joanne, I love the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. Great. The way it's all set up, the backsplash, the whole, now listen to me. I'm like a property brother. Exactly. I don't even know what the fuck a backsplash <laughs> is, but it's okay. But the wine bottles and all that kind of, it's it's awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Also, Game of Thrones white bottles. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, when we found out, though, it was like guided improv. Even more so, we were impressed with the way it's all coming down. Uh, The chemistry that you guys have is phenomenal. Uh, Even more so with the fact that none of you have met. You know, with the exception of the people that in real life have worked together before or are a couple in real life. It's amazing to me how well these characters all play off of each other, and that it's literally all improv yeah. it's amazing it's brilliant yeah thank you well the first scene that we ever shot i we i don't i didn't even know anyone's names like real names um, I still don't know some of the people's names because <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i know i know i know i feel weird. there's this big group chat too and i didn't put everyone's numbers in so i'm like uh who's texting right now right <laughs> yeah, so it it was just it was i mean and that goes to just everyone's talent and also um jeremy gordon who's the who's the casting director to just assemble and, and Jerry as well and Spencer are just such a great group of people and everyone really really has their heart in it like Burton was saying so it's just when you have such a great team like that it makes it makes the chemistry just so easy well it's the- funny because last last week we were shooting um I forget which scene it was but I was sitting there talking with Jerry through Skype because most of us have never met in real life obviously yeah and I was mm-hmm. I was like hey are you gonna play poker tonight with uh the guy that plays Nate, uh, Jen, and he was like, no, are you? And I was like, yeah, I think so, yeah, maybe. And he's like, wait, are you guys, like, friends? And I was like, ah, yeah, I mean, we actually kind of became friends. <laughs> That's like, really? That's he, was, he was a little bit like, wait, what? How? But we really have. I mean, we've been on a group text with all these people for, what, like a month now? Right, oh, right. God, yeah. Well, if you so guys haven't been clued in yet, Spencer's planning a big rap party all yeah. together at Alicia's husband's restaurant. So be prepared, guys. Y'all are going to finally meet, oh. I think. <laughs> Oh, gosh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, hold him to it. He said it. We've got it. You hold him to it. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in oh the year God, 2027, yeah. we shall all That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to figure out what to wear. There you go. Yeah. Well, we well, as we've established. My clothes. That's right. Yeah. We've established with Joanna, though. She has a huge wardrobe, so it's all good. She'll exactly. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, I really, yeah. <laughs> I, one of the things too, though, that we really, especially with with the improv, is the the realization. Am I right, Logan? Like, yeah. like how real the the responses are, and and JT, like like when he, when he finds out what I'm going to be a dad, right? I mean, th- these reactions I thought are just perfect. Like, I think that's the way I would react in real life. Yeah. Like, you, you, it's a t- completely unexpected. You don't like immediately say anything. You sit there for a minute, like, uh, yeah. What do I say? <laughs> exactly. I got to be really careful what I say right now. Yeah, <laughs> you well, know, right. Especially mm-hmm. for, for his character, like pulling him out of that slump. Because there for a couple episodes, he was kind of just down in the slumps trying to just make it through. But yeah, when the baby news came out, he like got all excited, wanted to be a dad, like got back on his feet. So yeah, I love the realization of the characters. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, JT seems to, you know, he struggles with purpose and he, he just has a tough time being alone. So I think when he got that news, it like just reinvigorated everything that he needed, which I don't know if that's healthy or not, but it gave him purpose again and it gave him something to look forward to and it gave him something to love uh, because McKenna was being very 
I don't want to say unlovable. <laughs> no, you can say it's okay. She, she was just not being very cool, okay? Like, that whole reaction. Like, okay, but now we need to know, though, like, with the whole friends thing. Well, you know, I mean, you need to hit the fist together. Were you guys on a break? Like, what What? What happened? Oh, yeah. You know, because you kept saying, no, we weren't together. We were broke up. We weren't together. So what's that? Like, We will say that there that will be addressed. Okay, all Fantastic. right. Fantastic. <laughs> Because I want to mm-hmm. know. I'm, like, mm-hmm. really curious. Like, what, what? we've already established it. We have a theory. Marty's already. taking out all the youngins so that he can stay on the show. That's from, from, hilarious. From the, that is a great theory. From the very first group episode, I don't even know why I decided it. But when Marty gets on, I don't know if anybody could tell. But I was playing it, like, visibly annoyed. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it's, it's because I'm pretty sure he slept with every single thing. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Even more so why it's so funny now that with his master acting class you got a woman that's clearly going after him and yeah. he doesn't know how to react after this guy's preyed on yeah. all the other women right yeah mm-hmm. and then okay and and so let's talk about mckenna a little bit too because what the this whole conversation back and forth with the cops and by the way they were awesome uh, um but I now those two actors are fantastic yeah and now you're like oh i wasn't completely honest with you <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, wait yeah, what yeah. what shocker absolute shocker right. that mckenna wasn't honest <laughs> yeah I, I think she's got a very warped sense of like uh, when to be truthful and not. I think it's when it works to her advantage. You know, it's good to be honest, and when it doesn't, you know, it's okay to, to lie. So uh, apparently, when two detectives are questioning you, it's okay to just uh, you know give truth here and there. But uh, but I really actually I'm really starting to like the arc that Jerry is giving McKenna too because she's starting to realize that the ways that she was acting for this in the super, super selfish manner. Um, it's, it's like, it's not good. It's not good for her personal growth. It's not good for her relationships. It's not good for just her overall mental health. So I'm, I'm liking the, the McKenna that will get to emerge in the next uh, few episodes. Okay. Oh, now, now is JT going to fall for this Brent? Is, is JT going to be like, Oh no, she's a better person. Let me go back. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would like to say that I'm going to hold strong, but she's, she's very, uh, Persistent and convincing. Oh, <laughs> we could see that. Yeah, she's gorgeous, so it's tough, you know. <laughs> it is. Joanna's coming uh, across the Zoom saying that she loves you again. It would be a tough thing to be like, ah, no, I'm okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And again, there's that honesty. But let's talk about that, though, because you guys have worked together in the past and you guys are friends and you have known each other. Does that make it easier or maybe more difficult with with this guided improv to like what, what you guys come up with to say back and forth to each other? Oh, it's so it's so easy. I like I really, really like working with with Brent. And I, the best part is when those fights happen between JT and McKenna. I feel, and correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, Rim, but like I feel like we know exactly what to say to you to get the other person to react in a fun way. Like it's it's like playing volleyball. It's really, really, really. Uh, <laughs> I know it's like a really fun round of volleyball. It's a yeah. Friendship yeah, I think be- to work off of. I think between just knowing each other for gosh, I don't even know how long eight or eight or nine years now. Eight. Jeez, no now. way. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere near like seven or eight years between just knowing each other and then also, I mean, we shot, gosh, on that show, Emma approved. I want to say I was on it for like sixty-five episodes or something mm-hmm. like that with Joe. You're on she was set on it for, all the time, though. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we we've we've done so many scenes together that I I do think we've got like such good chemistry and such a good flow that we can kind of banter easily together and then we we both know like where we like things to go and so it just makes it really like it's kind of like a volleyball game where it's just easy we just get to set each other up and then Mm -hmm. it just kind of goes 
some of the ones were were funny because you get done and you're like, wow, that's a little mean. <laughs> luckily, luckily, you can just like roll up, be like, yeah, it's totally fine. Like, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But you can see that. That comes across. And just in case you were wondering, it comes across really well. You can almost tell you know how Thank to you. push each other's buttons. And, and that, that works really well for what you're trying to do. Um, Good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. I lo- I really like the parts too, where um, like when JT and McKenna are fighting in that date scene. Just it's that that stuff that McKenna says that just goes like under, like it just gets you. Like uh, what's it called? Gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like gaslighting. very much a gaslight and things like that too. And that's just been yeah, really fun to gaslight Brent. Brings <laughs> <laughs> her great joy. Brings her great <laughs> joy. <laughs> I love it. It was awkward though, wasn't it? Like when I was watching the scene, I, I don't know about Logan, but it it was awkward. It's like, ooh, I, I've actually been in that situation. I I so felt yeah. for JT like so much throughout this storyline. I'm like, dude, I feel you. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, very relatable. You kind of think yeah. you're going all out and doing everything right, and then and then and then the lady just nope, not even close, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Well, even more relatable is when uh, they were doing like the double date thing, watching the episode and one couple gets way too carried away (laughs) and the other couple feels so awkward that they start kind of arguing like it's it's so relatable. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Attempted sex in the age of Zoom. Like really weird. It's like, no, move closer to the screen over to the side. I'm like, let me put my arm around you. (laughs) This is your arm. Like, no. Yeah. so funny though i mean it's it's like we said addressing real life situations but in in a way that was so ridiculously entertaining it, it's just you can't stop watching it yeah it's yeah. like a train wreck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you guys have nailed soap opera to a t oh, yeah, okay it's sure. the most soap opera soap opera i think i've ever seen it's fantastic <laughs> and logan brought that up last week a real really well with uh spencer and alicia it's like you're blurring the lines between reality and fiction like these characters you can almost just kind of see where that where that line is disappearing and they're not even sure what's real or not real anymore you know right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so how's that like in real life do you feel like oh i just got an argument with mckenna today or do you like do you, do you know how to separate is everything okay you're staying healthily <laughs> mental health in this no quarantine? i just walk around the house angry all, all the time i <laughs> <laughs> like josh i knew that shirt was good enough Right, I'm great. I'm I'm having a great time. Yeah, McKenna's got no worries. Like you know, so Joanna is just fine. That's the beautiful thing about our show. Right. Once we got it all kind of dialed in, now it's such a low time commitment. Where you know, Friday and Saturdays we shoot. Um, Maybe I'll be on the call for like one to three hours now, and you just kind of dial in. You do your thing. He goes like Jerry will go over the beats. You'll mm-hmm. rehearse like once or twice, and then you kind of figure out the rhythm of it. You do it, and then it's over. So it's it's mm-hmm. such a low time commitment, which it makes it so wonderful. I mean, mm-hmm. the amount of time we shoot would have used to have been how long it would take me to drive to the studio and back. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible. I mean, yeah. the, the hardest thing has just been having to, like, put on makeup. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, makeup and jeans, it, that's, been, that's been a real struggle. But other than that, yeah, Brent's totally right. The time commitment's been amazing. Uh, shooting from your house has its, like, downsides because you want things to look nice. But the best right. part is, you know, you turn off Zoom and you're back home. So it's, Yeah, you're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, what are you guys? 
hoping to see this go further, even after quarantine is over, actual quarantine, not not the show, um, and kind of get this thing to series because I think it would just be brilliant. We were just talking Thank about you. that the other day. Uh, we would love to. Like, we we really hope this either goes back and like they end up making the show Chino Hills, which we would all get to be on. Or that they turn this into like some sort of uh, kind of like what you're saying, like almost a mix between like a reality and a soap show yeah. and just continuing with mm-hmm. our existing platform. Uh, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, if we got to do it for real with each other in the same room, that would be so wonderful. That w- Yeah, would be- and I would actually, yeah, I'd really, really, really love to explore um, them on their soap set and get to see more of their soap characters as well, because that's a whole other story in itself. Exactly. Right. Um, the whole, the whole Chino Hills. Yeah. Uh, soap opera. So if we could continue it and get to see that, I think that would be so much fun. Yeah. And I mean, the amazing thing about this show is I'm subscribed to Quibi and this show is way better than some of the shows that are on Quibi. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, so really? yeah, awesome. it, it definitely needs to be either picked up the series or whatever, because like, like I said, just so entertaining. It's so juicy enough to where somebody connects with one of the characters. I mean, there's so many that you can, can you could probably mm-hmm. see yourself in multiple different characters. I mean, everybody has a McKenna in their life where somebody thinks <laughs> everything is just so perfect in her little world, mm-hmm. just trying to make everything great. And everybody has a JT where they're kind of down on themselves, maybe battling with some sort of addiction, whether it be mm-hmm. alcohol, drug abuse, or anything like that. So, I mean, it's just so mm-hmm. relatable, like I said. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. And having 13 series regulars is is pretty crazy because there is so many storylines to follow. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And and Oops, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say the way you guys weave together all the storylines with 13 characters and the amount of content that you're able to put into an eight minute episode is just unreal. Yeah. Yeah, it's mind blowing. I mean, they, they're doing like mm-hmm. Jerry and uh, you know Spencer and Jeremy are doing such a good job with keeping things focused, but also including so many different storylines it's it's pretty impressive yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i really like the idea of what you guys just said though of maybe making it both you know like a, a sports night type show or something where you get to see the real the soap opera but then these actors off of set live in their real lives too i think that whole premise would just be fantastic yeah yeah thank you and there's so like there's like um i don't know if we ever really even talked about like the actual breakdown of who everyone is in relations in their relationships in Chino Hill. But like the Marty character is McKenna's dad. Right. And, and Jules and, is my uh, sister. Jules is the sister. And then like, so which also makes all the different relationships so kind of incestuous. But, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little crazy. Yeah. So, so yeah, JT could be his sister's baby daddy, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then we all know we talked with talking Alicia uh, last week, you know, the mommy, the mommy son relationship there was a little creepy yeah. and kind of going off the charts. Um, <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, well, let's just say you guys are killing provocative race. Just, I mean, every every little aspect is just in the world of Zoom and quarantine is so funny to watch. Definitely a conversation starter. <laughs> Without <laughs> doubt. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, what do you do? You guys have a favorite scene that you've shot so far, or a favorite interaction that you guys have done? Yeah. Um, well, we just shot one, Brent, you and I, that hasn't aired yet. That one was really fun to do. And then, um... <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> And that's all I'm going to say, and I'm not going to say any more. Uh, (laughs) And this is why we hate McKenna. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Very McKenna answer. Um, 
Uh, that and I, I really, I think the the detective interrogation scene that I got to do with uh, Reno and Jonathan was it, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. How you kept so, a straight face with Jonathan is beyond me. He was freaking hilarious from start to finish. I texted him. I was like, dude, yeah. I, was like, I was like, your mean stare at the camera was just priceless. Like, <laughs> right. you were just- <laughs> it was so fun. And what was crazy though is that sometimes he's like, he's just dropping these most ridiculous racist comments ever, and he's doing. Doing it with like the straightest face, you, you know, just like clueless as to what he's saying and doing. I just thought it was brilliant. Oh, Been there. there was other ones in rehearsal that were just like, what? I dropped a few really bad ones. He's the ghost guy. <laughs> oh, we've heard yeah, about yeah. the outtakes, guys. We can't wait to see the outtakes. Right? Blooper reel. <laughs> like, oh, I, I don't know what my favorites. I think my, that scene we just did where, gosh, sometimes I get confused on what's actually been aired, what we filmed, and what we've also just seen, like, advanced episodes. Because they'll send us the episode a little bit before oh, everybody yeah. else sees it. Right. But I think this has been seen where where I put up the flyer looking for jewels and yes. he helped yeah. me design yeah. it. I thought that was Pregnant and missing. such that was a hilarious. funny scene. <laughs> yeah. We were such idiots. And, and yeah. it somehow came across so real. But... Yeah. <laughs> with a silhouette. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you putting a picture yeah. on there? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is just a placeholder. Yeah. But I love that it also said, like, pregnant and missing. Yeah. So good. <laughs> or, like, Nate's, like, little comment that, like, everybody knows that the police station's number is 911. Right. It's just, like, it's just, like, so many little brilliant little quips that come out of his mouth. Oh, yeah, without doubt. Without doubt. The interaction back and forth, you know, and then the speculation. I, I love how everybody's kind of assuming that everyone else is guilty with what happened with Jules, you know. Uh, I, I love oh, that. Yeah. And you <laughs> – <laughs> or the toilet, the toilet, the yeah, the, in the bathroom. Like, what the hell? You guys are actually doing a whole scene on toilets in the bathroom, right? Like, <laughs> oh, the one with the bidet. Yeah, yes. Really oh my gosh, I was just dying. I'm like, are they serious <laughs> right now? Uh, well, a little bit the scenes and way too much information. Jerry was like, because I actually have a bidet, so that's how that came out. And Jerry was sitting there talking. We did the scene. We did the scene. And at the end of it, he was like, "Cool." He's like, "How did you get the thing to make the noise?" And I was like, "Listen, man." <laughs> You can only turn the bidet on when you're on the toilet. And I was like, and I also can't sit on a bidet with my pants on because I'd get sprayed. And he's like, wait, you didn't have pants on for that scene? (laughs) (laughs) The realism, man. That's total method actor right there. Exactly. Commitment right there. (laughs) So the sound was real. Okay. All right. The sound was real. (laughs) I'm gone. Oh my God! Well, yeah, that that about subs that I can I, I can imagine that's a lot of people's favorite scene now. I, I mean, know, you right? know, right. Oh, shit. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh, you guys are fantastic, man! I just I I really love how the enthusiasm from everybody and yeah. and you know we talked about this with with Spencer and Alicia too the ingenuity that all of these people have shown to come together and put this show on, you know. To because art is important, especially when we're going through mm-hmm. times like this, you know, and, and these kind of things where Absolutely. everybody's kind of unsure about what's going to happen and the uncertainty and, and everything, and especially in our industry right now. So the ingenuity that mm-hmm. you guys have all shown to say we're not going to be stopped from putting out content, from putting out art, and for helping get people through it. I just think it's amazing what you guys have been able to do. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah, we're, yeah. It's like we're, we're lucky that we're surrounded by a good group of people that also want to do the same thing, so it makes it easier. Yeah, with, mm-hmm. I mean... Absolutely. 
it, it's definitely blown up. I mean, we can't tell you how often we hear people talk about it. I mean, you've got all kinds of people. I mean, other celebrities are talking about it. I, I see you guys are getting written up in, in for Wolf Blitzer mentioned y'all. I mean, come on. I know. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was great. <laughs> and I mean, even other interviews we had like last week, they were talking about the quarantine show. It's just, it's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, so uh, you, wow. uh, yeah, other, other, other guests that we've had on are definitely fans of the show. <laughs> They're excited. That's amazing. That's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing, guys. Huge credit to y'all for wow. sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's really cool to hear. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. And like, like I said, uh, you know, we can't be. Just, I mean, we are beyond thrilled to be able to, to have you guys on and, and talk to you and help promote it and everything because we think it's really important what you guys are doing. And we love the show. We're huge fans ourselves. So um, <laughs> open invite, guys. Anytime you want to come back, you know, uh, even after this thing's over, man, not just about quarantine. Anytime you guys got anything going on you want to talk about, open invite. And uh, we just love you guys to death, man. Oh, oh thank you. That's, That's so awesome. Thank you. Yeah, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Of course. Of course. Absolutely. So now, since it's the first time in the farm, we got to end this thing the way we always have it ended, right? <laughs> Which is... Is it where oh, we all yeah, just swear a bunch? Yeah, yeah that, that's right. Now we have a swear fest and see who can get there. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. This has been fucking awesome, you fucking great people. Like, you know. Um, um, oh, maybe that would be a fun way to add. I don't right. know. But what we like to do is uh, have you guys impart uh, some wisdom onto our listeners because we have a lot of listeners to, of the podcast that are trying to break into the industry and are... Uh, are trying to find their way and stuff. So what we like to do is have you guys kind of give some advice about, you know, what you would do for people trying to get in and then maybe some pitfalls to kind of look out for. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> He's okay. like, can we just go back to the fucking... <laughs> when it's not during quarantine... That's right. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Just say, like, persistence patience and like perseverance we'll just say the three p's yes uh because this business is brutal uh, and you never know like you know i mean even when we started doing this we were like gosh is this show gonna be good is this gonna be bad is right. this gonna be fun um and so you just never know like what job is gonna lead to what other job or uh i mean networking is obviously such an important thing you, like if, and sharing and collaborating and i think i met jeremy gordon who cast this show by doing a free short film a decade ago and oh, now we wow. worked together 11 times and we became really good friends. So mm -hmm. I, I usually like to say, you know, say yes to every opportunity that comes your way, obviously, as long as it doesn't like morally or, uh, mm -hmm. if it doesn't go against anything you really like believe in or don't mm -hmm. want to be like putting out in the universe and then just kind of be patient and go easy on yourself because it's not a traditional climb. There's, there's no exact way to make it. Mm. It's good mm -hmm. advice. I like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've had many guests tell us, too, I, I like that, that how important networking is, but then also after the initial network to maintain that relationship, you know, and, and keep it going over the years. So, yeah, really solid yeah, and advice. Do it, and do it in an authentic way, too, because nobody nobody likes the guy that, like, is only – or the guy or girl that's only friends with people for, like, the jobs. Like, you, and you network and – yeah, you network and you, you know, you stay friends, obviously, with the people that you really care about. But don't don't create, like, fake relationships just to get jobs. That's never fun. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I stalled all the time for you. you that, that's right. She was like, that, yeah. that mm -hmm, was the clue to keep going, Bryn. <laughs> McKenna's like, mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. I actually had it really easy. People just love me. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I was just great. I just like walked into it. It was like, what? Um, no, but uh, it, it, it's kind of, kind of tough now, too, because who knows what uh, 
being on set and working is going to look like when we're all out of this. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, absolutely whatever whatever Brent said, I wasn't listening, but I'm sure it was fine. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and also make sure you really love doing this because it is a really hard industry and it, it can really break you down just hearing no repeatedly. So make sure you really love it and then um, get out there on any project that you can that, yeah, doesn't go against your morals, but also like student projects and music videos and like background. Cause look at, you know, Brent Bailey, that's a really great way to just get introduced to being on set. But I think the more you humbly say expose yourself, but that sounds bad now. The, <laughs> pandemic, the more you, the more you just um, practice your craft mm-hmm. in whatever form you can, uh, it'll just make you that much better. So that you do yeah, really and, have and to be nice. Yeah, you do. Because like, it, being nice it, when you're on set and interacting with oh, people gosh, yeah. is, a, is, is a huge, huge thing because people will want to work, you know, with someone that's talented, but also with someone that's kind. So that is, um, yeah, that's a, that's a real big one. Uh, yeah. And I, I think you got to really ask yourself why you want it too. Cause if you just want it to be famous or rich, you, you probably should do something else because very yeah. few of us become super famous and super rich. So it's, it's, you're going to have the right motivations. I think what Joanna just said is absolutely accurate. You have to love it and you have to really, enjoy the whole process of it you have to love being on set because mm-hmm. if, if you finally i've had so many friends that you finally book that show you're on a series mm-hmm. and then you're working 14 to 16 hours a day five days a week if you don't love it you're going to be miserable mm. miserable yeah absolutely absolutely so, yeah you just got to make sure you love it that's that's mm-hmm. fantastic advice i mean passion and and i really think going back to what you said about being nice also it goes back to what brent was saying earlier about recognizing when you're your own crew doing this show that you guys are doing, how important the below the line people are and the crew people oh. are to, to what happens every day. So I, I, yeah, I agree. I think being nice to, to everybody on set is, is key for sure. Absolutely. And it's so sad that we have to like remind, remind people of that in life. Like just be nice to people. Yeah. I mean, it, it can definitely, like if you get successful too, I'm sure it can go to your head real fast. So to stay grounded, will just keep you, uh, we'll keep your craft humble, but also keep you working. Yeah. No one wants to work with a dick. <laughs> Nobody uh, does. No, exactly. No, but, and, and the thing is, too, people that other things, too, people do talk in this industry. People, you know, if, if someone is is a nightmare to work with, that will spread. And that's that's not how you should ever. No, like no. It. And on the flip side of that, I think I, I think it it works just as positively the other way. That if you are a gem, if you are a nice person, if you are good to people. To people talk also, and and it can build things for yeah. you in a positive way as opposed to the negative way. So it's definitely Absolutely. important. This Absolutely. is a very JT thing to, to as my last piece of advice, but uh, you uh, save every penny that you make because mm. you never well, know. Yeah, you, it's it. like I think one of one of I mean, there's there's a lot of hard parts, but one of the hardest things about this business is having enough money to actually be doing what you love without having to be distracted by another job. Right. And, Absolutely. You know, if you get if you book that first national commercial or like a TV show or something, you have to understand that you could book that and then not work again for a year. So you save all that money. You live Absolutely. well below your means, which will relieve you of so much stress. And I swear, like half the time I book the jobs, it's because I don't need it as bad as I used to need it. Right. And they can mm-hmm. smell that desperation. Once you walk in and it's like, I'm just here because I'm excited and I want to do this project, but I don't need it to pay my rent next month. It changes everything. 
Right. I, you know, great advice. Yeah. It is so interesting. I love these conversations. And when we have guests on to see how much things have changed and not changed in the industry. We, when we interviewed Bonnie Bartlett and uh, William Daniels, you know, Mr. Feeney, um, they oh, talked yeah. about that exact thing. You know, Bonnie was picking on him the whole time about how important it was to save the money because you oh, never yeah. know how long of a stretch in between you're going to have to go before you get that next payday. And it, it's just amazing mm-hmm. to to hear the, the you know the the wealth of gap in generation I guess there and you're still talking the same advice and the and how important it is to to keep a firm grip on finances and how you you know live your life it's it's amazing to hear mm-hmm. yeah definitely so you guys are rocking man you got I, I think you guys are like well adjusted and just like uh, it's such good head on your shoulders and I, I have to tell you that you can see the passion part of it with both of y'all you can see on this project you can see on the past projects that you guys have worked on and it's always mm-hmm. good to see good people doing good things and having it pay off man we could not be more happy for you guys thank oh, you that is so nice thank you very much thank you oh no and, th- and like I said thank you uh, we are thrilled to have you on and just uh, again Anytime you guys want to come back, open invite and anything that we can do to help you guys out, promote this show, whatever you need from us, you just let us know and we are there. Fantastic. I'll definitely take you up on it. it. Yeah, no Yeah, I really appreciate it. Well, listen, guys, stay safe. We know this whole quarantine thing is is kind of crazy. And, um, you know, just say, man, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having us. You bet, Yeah, thanks for having us. And you guys too, stay safe. All right. Take care, guys, and we'll be in touch soon, okay? (laughs) Okay. Okay, sounds good. Are we all hanging up now? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so unless you just want to, you know, you guys can stay on the line and we can just curse at each other all day long. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a great so, fucking day. Go. We're hanging up. All right. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> wow. That was so funny. <laughs> That was it was almost electric, if you will. Uh, almost. almost. <laughs> they were so funny. It caused a surge. Yeah. Um, no, seriously though, that what what a fun time they were to talk to. Yeah, seriously, seriously. I just think everybody on this show is is hilarious and yet so grounded and so real in what they do, and just uh, it's amazing to talk to. Exactly, exactly. Thank you again, Brent and Joanna, for coming on the show. Now it is time for our top five segment. Oh man. Oh, man, oh, man. It is the day and age of remakes and reboots. Uh, and you know we hate them. Yes. So we're excited about this uh, yeah. top five. I hope all the fucking studios are listening. That's right. Because these are the ones you should never touch. Top Ever. five movies you should never remake or reboot. Yes. <sighs> this is important. It's very Pay important. Pay attention. Hands down, most important top five. That's <laughs> like, right. Pay attention. Oh, my God. Goodness. Because I think we speak for the majority of America during this top five. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we do. Yeah. Uh, okay. To be honest. Uh, my number five is The Shawshank mm. Redemption. Yes. Don't even touch it. Don't even go near it. That was just a masterpiece from start to finish. Probably, if not, the best movie of all time. Don't touch it. Oh, the, so wow. Funny. The best movie of all of time. Of all time. In my opinion and on imdb's opinion as well Mm. so Mm. don't touch it don't touch it don't touch it no don't touch it no don't touch it (laughs) another one you should never touch casablanca you can't don't do it no 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 (laughs) one will ever be able to just put their lips together and blow ever again never just leave it alone 
Don't touch it. Don't walk into another bar. Don't do it. Just leave it the fuck alone. Just, Casablanca. You can't do it. No. You can't no. do it. Just like this next one. My number four, Fight Club. First rule, mm. don't remake fucking Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's only one Brad Pitt and there's only one Edward Norton and you cannot recast that shit. No. It's just, it was perfect the way it was. Plus, why would you ever possibly want to reboot or remake that? Everybody knows now. Exactly. So the, the, it's not like you're going to re- – and I don't care how old or young you are. You've seen it and or heard about it. Yeah, So the sure. whole premise of the shock or surprise would be pointless. Exactly. So don't remake it. Don't, don't remake do it. 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 Honestly, I've used the monologue so many times. Just so good. You can't remake that shit. No, you can't do it. And another one, no matter how many studios come to you and try to make you the offer – you can refuse. You can refuse. Do not remake The Godfather. No. Ever. Fuck that. Fuck that. Ever. There's only one Brando. There's only one Pacino in this type of a scenario. Yeah. Don't ever touch The Godfather. No. They maybe shouldn't have even done Godfather 3. I agree. Godfather 2? Okay. Godfather 3? Mm, yeah. yeah. So that should teach you right there. Never, ever fuck with the godfather seriously don't do it don't even touch don't it don't do it don't even look at it Mm-mm. don't Mm-mm. just leave it alone just leave, leave it alone and that, it's perfection it is as is i agree i agree uh my number three is american history x another mm. edward norton one this one you probably couldn't remake in this time because everybody no. is very sensitive and rightfully so there's a lot of fuck up shit <laughs> happening but i mean just from an outside point looking in Everybody needs to see other people's point of view. Even if you don't agree with them, like you still need to see it. And especially movies like this, especially being a product of your environment when Mm. you probably don't even really think that way or can't even think for yourself yet. So American History X is great filmmaking. Just don't remake that, especially the black and white scenes. Oh, Oh, yeah. So good. No, so good. So good. If you want to remake of that, just turn on the news. Exactly. That shit's going on in the real world today. So we don't need to remake it in movie. It's going on in the real world. So just don't fucking touch it. This next one, I know we speak for all of the world in America because this shit was tried and shut down fucking quick. So fast. Dirty Dancing. Yes. Nobody ever again will put baby in a corner. Never. Ever. Nobody's going to hoist baby up again. Nobody's going to touch that shit because Dirty Dancing should never be touched. I've had the time of my life just watching the original. Okay? (laughs) Okay? I don't need the other shit. No. No. I can't eat mashed potatoes without thinking of the original. Exactly. You can't do it. No. Don't do it. Plus, it would be a slap in the face. I'm just going to say it to Patrick Swayze. Agreed. You can't – had he not passed – I still think you never fucking touch it. It would be horrible. But now that he has passed, you should definitely, definitely not. never fucking touch that movie. You will – um no. They'll shut it down again. Yeah. I mean the fans went fucking crazy exactly. over that shit when they said that. That's why Havana Nights happened. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were like, fuck it. They're not going to let us do it. Let's just make another Dirty Dance. And you saw that. Yep. Didn't. Was shit. No, you didn't because it, it sucked. It was awful. <laughs> so bad. So bad. All right. My number two. Pulp Fiction. You mm. cannot recreate the magic that is Quentin Tarantino, no. Samuel Jackson, freaking Emma Furman. Like, 
John Travolta and Bruce Willis. Like, you can't recreate no. this masterpiece. And honestly, I don't think this culty type of film would work nowadays. No. I don't uh, think it uh, would. No. Nobody has the attention span for it. And I don't want to know what was in the briefcase. I, I, I kind of do. Do I, you? I do. do you? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> but, but you, one day we will just ask Quentin. But we don't need a reboot or a remake no. to find out. No. Because like, I feel like that would happen. Oh, if yeah. they remade they it, they, they the would shit. show the shit. Like, yeah. No, we don't want that. Yeah. We don't want it's that. It's probably just like a golden dildo or something. Yeah, like no, no. It's just... <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it, it, it was in S&M and bondage and shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm. Oh, that would have been something really good to bring up in next week's interview. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. What? Want to know what we're talking about? Stay tuned. Listen <laughs> next week. Um, <laughs> My number two... And I just I think this was the epitome of growing up, small town, yeah. you know, classic. Stand by me. Oh, so good. Don't ever redo Stand by Me. You can't. You're never gonna recapture that glory. I think Rob Reiner just slayed it. The whole Richard Dreyfus writing and like like I said, you you know, you got River Phoenix. Like no it, one could ever no, replace him. No, you can't like, replace River Phoenix. Like, like just no, no. Fat Jerry O'Connell. Yes. I mean, fat Jerry O'Connell. You can't find another fat Jerry O'Connell. No. It's never gonna happen. It's just I loved that movie, man. Yeah. Lollipop and Mighty Mouse and just all the so cool good. shit. Feldman that happened. before Crazy Feldman. Yeah, like. yeah. and Kiefer Sutherland, y'all. Yes. Kiefer, a young Kiefer young Sutherland. Sutherland. So I just don't touch it. No, don't touch it. Don't do it. Stand by me. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Don't touch it. Um, my number one overall should have won him the Oscar. <laughs> Multiple of these should have won him the Oscar, but whatever. I'm just going to leave that alone. Um, the Aviator. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Leonardo DiCaprio as Hughes. Like, yes. Nobody can ever capture this man's mindset like that ever again. How to balance filmmaking with aviation nobody can ever put themselves in his shoes like leonardo dicaprio did so don't fucking touch it no yeah i'm a huge huge fan of howard hughes and the story behind howard hughes like just massive fan Uh, there was a great movie back in the day with um tommy lee jones that was howard hughes yeah and i thought wow really great and unlike a bunch of people i liked warren Beatty's version of of uh against the rules uh, or no rules applied or whatever the fuck the name of that movie was with lily collins huge fan of that version of it and i really enjoyed that movie but i agree with you wholeheartedly I don't think anything will top The Aviator. In my opinion, Scorsese and Caprio's best movie. It's my favorite of their of their combinations. Um, Yeah, just fucking brilliant. Gwen Stefani, guys, is in this fucking movie. It's brilliant. You know, Catherine Hepburn. Just I think every actor that they cast in that film nailed it. Yeah, absolutely nailed it. You're right. Should never be touched. No, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Man, Just stop making Howard Hughes films altogether. Altogether. Yeah, like, because how can you top that? You can't. No. Speaking of, don't ever, ever, ever touch this one. Never. The Breakfast Club. Oh. <sighs> I know. If you notice, it's never even been mentioned. No. Nobody's even thought about bringing that up. You know why? Because they know they would immediately be done. Yeah. You're over it's in Hollywood. Fun. This is a movie you should never, ever, 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 ever touch. I don't care how old you are, how young you are, what generation you come from, what background you come from, what race you are, gender you are, whatever. Breakfast Club is for you. 
Yes. It, it literally is everyone's coming of age movie, no matter where you come from, what you are, what you do. Don't you can never get that again. No. I, I just I don't John Hughes' best film by far, by a landslide. I know you're a home alone guy, but just like it can never be topped. No. It can never be topped. No. I mean, th- th- like you said, it's the coming of age movie. If you're a teenager, this is the movie you need to watch, man. Like, this is how. And with all the great cast members, they were at the mm. prime of their existence. Like, the prime of their popularity. Molly Ringwald, like, Emilio Estevez, so many others. Like, yeah. so good. Yeah. So good. You and, can't do it. Uh, no, you can't do it. You can't. I, I as much as I want to see where they're all at now, yeah. these characters... I, I'm not even sure you should do that. No. Like, you know, definitely never fucking reboot it. No. But if you wanted to revisit it, maybe, sort of, but I, I'm not even sure that's a smart idea. No. You should yeah. just leave it as the legend it is. I agree. Because you're never going to be... Don't you forget about it. <laughs> it's never... Because no. nobody ever will. That's right. Don't you forget about me <laughs> telling you to never remake it. Yes. Like that's Don't it. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Well, that was our Top 5 Guys segment. I hope you all enjoyed that one. What five movies do you think should never be remade or rebooted? We want to know. Yes. Be sure to drop a comment below if you're watching this on YouTube. And be sure to comment in a Twitter thread or comment on our Instagram story or our Instagram post as well. Because we just we want to know, guys. There's so many great movies out there. And these are the first ones, the first five, that came to our uh, right, heads. So, right. I mean, you know, there's so many other beautiful phenomenal delicious movies out delicious there. yeah i can't stop now i can't <laughs> you stop. can't it, yeah. it, it once it starts it cannot stop yes but great top five segment great top five segment oh back to box office congratulations by the way your predictions you got them all right <laughs> thank you thank you i do it again yeah. i do it again uh like we said uh the wretched still number one it did yes. better last week uh this week it did $216,000 at the drive-in movie Yeah, because <laughs> it's almost at all drive-in theaters yeah. is where this thing is making its money. And huge, huge congrats to Jameson Jones, our yep. buddy Jameson Jones, man. If you haven't checked out that interview, go back and listen to that interview. We interviewed him and talking about all about The Wretched and how it was made and everything. It's it's not surprising it's doing so well. No, I agree. I agree. And in the same spot as last week and the week before, How to Build a Girl with 1,000. No idea. And how uh, the trip to Greece with 1,000. No idea. You can't even take a trip to Greece no. for a thousand. No. So I don't know. <laughs> no idea. But in the next couple of weeks, I'm guessing we'll see Palm Springs pop up on mm, here. Yeah. So, because yeah. we talked about that on industry news, it's going to be released to the drive ins and shit like that. So, we shall see, man. We shall see. Does it give Wretched a run for its money? That's true. Or does it fall behind? Mm. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Andy but, Sandberg. Yeah. I feel like it should give Wretched a run for the money, but we don't know. We don't know. Uh, now it is time for the IMDb Pro Top Trending segment. Oh, man. And you guys know we love this app. You should love this app as well. Don't you forget about this app because <laughs> it is the best thing in Hollywood. It is the one-stop shop to making connections in the entertainment industry. You can call agents. You can call managers. You can get the latest box office numbers on the daily and just so many more. True. Uh, track your top favorite actor uh see where they're at and i mean track us as well crazy ant media look us up we got projects man it's true we got projects look us up uh the top trending film still the wrong missy that's right that david spade one yep. still haven't checked it out 
seems kind of goofy. Nope. Um, but people are liking it. People I are liking so. it. So the wrong Missy is still right. Still right. <laughs> Apparently. Still the right <laughs> thing. Uh, the top trending TV show is White Lines. No idea what this one is, but it's also a Netflix one. Yeah, it is a Netflix one. Uh, I think this one, I, I saw the trailer. I haven't seen it yet, but the trailer looked intriguing. I think this is the one about um, a sister who is trying to track down uh, her brother's killers. Her brother was like this famous DJ, okay. and I guess it's caught up in a around a world of drugs and, and kind of stuff like that. He was murdered and she's trying to track down. Oh, the, wow. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If I remember the Tense. trailer correctly. So, you know, we'll have to check that one out. It sounds good. Yeah. Intense, man. Intense. And top trending star is Fred Willard. Yeah. That's, yeah. This makes sense to me after yeah. recently passing. And, I mean, he's yeah. been in the news everywhere. So Yeah. And he's on uh, Space Force that launched today. Yeah. So uh, that was really sad to see him on there. He's the dad of Steve Carell. Yep. yep. Um, but yeah, it, it sucks to... He was a legend, man, and so many good He movies. was, man. Martin Mull and Fred Willard together way back in the day were just like fucking comedy gold. Yeah. I mean, they were they're so good. This guy has literally starred with just about everybody. Yeah. Even Emma Furman. Yeah. Yeah, Emma Furman. Like, like he, he even was in a project with him. That That's this range that this guy's Everywhere. had. This stellar long career that he had. So yeah. it makes sense that he's trending. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning along and getting a little crazy with us on episode 115. Holy shit, still crazy. 115. Still crazy. We got to thank our guests one more time, both of them, uh, Joanna Sotomora and Brent Bailey. Yes. Thank you guys for coming on the show and talking about quarantine. We absolutely love it. Be sure to follow them on social media. Be sure to follow us on social media as well, the company at Crazy Ant Media, where you can stay up to date with our company, our projects, our podcasts, basically anything and everything be sure to follow us both personally on social media myself jlo fantastic and crazy and guy 1970 that's right and you know you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast anchor apple podcast spotify google play music iHeartRadio, stitcher podbean and watch us on youtube be sure to hit that subscribe button and ring that bell yes to get the notifications for the latest and greatest videos that drop on our youtube channel and be sure to visit our website crazy and media.com where you can read our bios our professional bios stay up to date with anything and everything we got our weekly updates on there the state of the company address we have inside the crazy ant farm our merchandise page like we said where you can start rocking the latest and greatest crazy ant media gear basically anything you need to know about crazy ant media is on our website crazyantmedia.com so what was your favorite part of the show so much i I mean obviously i always like talking about you know what's happening at the mouse house yeah you know it's always interesting to me and it it seems like lately their their turbulence is always we have a lot of great news and some bad news and some great news and it's been a roller coaster at the at the mouse house but so i always enjoy talking about that and of course our guest interview with quarantine those guys are just fantastic and we love them all but i think the most favorite part of the show this week for me Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so fucking excited about Lucifer returning. Hell yeah. Man. Hell yeah. I can see that. I can see that. For me, I honestly think um, Killers of the Flower Moon, the mm. DiCaprio, De Niro, mm. Scorsese pick, because I'm really interested to see how that goes. And what if this is a flop? Not a lot of people liked um, 
what's it called on the Netflix. Irishman? The Irishman yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. So what if Scorsese's going down a bad road? I'm interested to see with both of his Golden Boys. That's true. So I, yeah, and I'm super excited to see finally see Cobra Kai come yes. to one of the Agreed. streaming services. So but, that's going to be really fun. And in this current season, I uh, right Elizabeth Shue is coming back finally. Oh shit! Yeah. I didn't know so that. yeah, we're going to finally find out what happened to her and Epic. like what, what's going on there. And we got to throw an honorable mention to uh, Cavill. Yeah. You know, I'm super stoked he's coming back. Yeah, I didn't hate the Man of Steel, so yeah. I'm super stoked that he's coming back. Yeah. And we should mention real quick, Affleck might be also. Yeah. At least Warner Brothers is actively pursuing Affleck to come back as Batman to battle Deathstroke. Yeah. Whether that'll happen or not, I don't know, but now that Cavill is returning, it's a good sign. Yeah. I mean, cuz how can you just pretend that Affleck was never Batman exactly. when all of the other people are there? Yeah. How can I mean, it just doesn't make sense to you me. You can't but. do it. You can't do it. <laughs> I mean, and you know who's a superhero in real life and should be in all of DC and Marvel movies. The only O that matters. That's right. Oprah!